Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Secret Stories from the Underground. Today on the podcast, we have our friend Jenny Clark on the show. Make sure to go and follow her on all of her social medias at Jenny Clark, at Facebook, uh, I believe Instagram, probably everywhere. Just go and make sure you follow her. Uh, She will bring much inspiration to your life. We had a great time talking with her And we can't wait to have her back on the podcast. Uh, We have nothing to promote today. Bean's not here yet, so I'm shooting this by myself. And, uh, you know, nothing to promote. So here is our interview with Jenny Clark. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Here is another episode of Secret Stories from the Underground. Yes, I'm here. Namaste. Awesome. How you doing? Dean's here with me. Hello. Hi, Danny and Dean. Such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. How How is your Thank day you. going? Oh, it was it was great. Um, actually, I was waiting for some. There was some thing going on on the street outside. So, if I had talked to you a little earlier, then there would be a lot of background noise. Yeah. <laughs> Too, too much excitement going on. Isn't it late there? <laughs> uh, in my state, it's not a problem. But in Delhi, we had some, uh, you know, the with the COVID thing, there was a lockdown. But not where I stay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so what's, what's the, what are your lockdown protocol there? Oh, uh, we have, sometimes we have curfews on the weekends, like from uh, Friday from 10 o'clock till Monday morning, 6. When you have curfew, you can only go, only one member from a family can go out for, uh, if there's something urgent. Everybody can't just walk out. And uh, no gatherings on the streets. Uh, There shouldn't be two or three people more. So you can go alone if you want to. Things like that. And masks are mandatory everywhere. You cannot go around without a mask. You'll, you have a fine for that. Uh. <laughs> they give you a fine for that. Over here, they give you a coupon to McDonald's if you're not wearing <laughs> one. That's it. They're, they don't care. It's it's sad. <laughs> yeah, it's very sad for the children especially. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's hard times no matter where you live, I guess. We're all dealing with this, huh? I know. <laughs> it, it felt like twilight zone or end of days uh, back in 2020, but now I think it's kind of normal now. Uh, abnormal is a new normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one thing that people say all the time is the new normal. I'm not sure what that is yet. You know? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> It's really weird. We, I mean, most of us don't socialize much like we used to earlier. Even uh, the New Year was kind of very low-key and we kept it uh, within the family or within friendly circles, not moving much outside. Uh, it was completely, all gatherings were banned completely in the capital city. So we tried to keep the momentum in other cities too. So that's how it was. Um <laughs> But the streets were packed still. You know, you can't keep the spirit. I mean, you can't keep the spirit down with Indians. We are loud. (laughs) (laughs) If if you watched our Bollywood movies, we are loud uh, people. (laughs) So have have COVID cases been going up or going down there where you are? It was. Uh, and then you had this new variant which came up, Omicron. And uh, so then uh, it seems uh, the cases are going up every day in some cities and it's like in pockets in different zones. So I I don't know, but in the south, it's not as much as it is in the north. And that might be because of the climate and things. And uh, in any case, I think winter has always been this way. People fall sick in winter, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
What do you so, people think about this about the pandemic? How do you feel about it? I mean, uh, oh, well, uh, well, I, wish I want it to be over. Yeah, we just, <laughs> we just want things to get back to normal. We've done I what we go to the old normal. <laughs> yeah, we've we've done what we've been asked to do. We're all right with all the masks and this and that. We're just we just want everybody to get back to life normal and be healthy. You know? I I swear, me me too, and all of us out here too. Um, I, do you believe in the vaccine? Uh, mandate. We um, I, well, I, I, I have the vaccine. I'm not sure how I feel necessarily about mandates, but um, yeah, I mean, we know, su- I mean, we support science yeah. here. We we think that science knows what they're talking about, and we're not scientists, <laughs> so all we do is put our faith, you know, put our faith into smarter people than what we are. Yes. So. <laughs> now, what about okay. what about you? How how has the vaccine and that been received there? uh most of us have been vaccinated out here but i haven't i i'm kind of oh <laughs> <laughs> i i haven't been all in with it but uh my relatives and friends and people around me have been vaccinated and uh i'd like to i'd like to think my immune system will work for me and maybe is sometime down the line if it it becomes completely compulsory then i will have to go for it but as of now i haven't been I've been considering it this year, though. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, my myself, I I don't have the best immune system in that, so I knew I I had to get it. I couldn't afford to catch the the COVID there. It it wouldn't do well for yeah. me. But I'm, I don't blame my immune system. I I don't have the best of luck, which means that if I got this and it wouldn't kill anybody, I'd be the one to die from it because <laughs> that's my luck. <laughs> Oh, that's one way of looking at it yeah <laughs> i i am a free spirit kind of so uh, yeah so my line of thinking is a little deviant from uh, the scientologists and people with a scientific mindset so maybe i don't um go the logical way but then uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and my immunity has worked for me thus far so I think I though my family has been trying to you know they've been forcing me to get it so maybe this year something might change my mind I don't know <laughs> Yeah I mean it's uh, it's hard to say whether we're right or wrong that's the thing is I think so many people are quick to tell us our our opinions are wrong when it comes to this and uh sometimes we just got to do what makes us happy you know and you, what you what just, we feel is right Yeah exactly that's what I believe. I think, yeah, we should all have free will and be allowed to make our own choices. That's the best sure. way to put it. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it should be forced, and nor do I think that we should shoot down anybody else's beliefs. So, to each his own. Oh, certainly. And you know, actually, that kind of leads <laughs> us into our discussion with you here today. And that too is. You know, you do have a very unique perspective on things, and that's, uh, could you j- share a little bit with our guests a little bit about yourself here and, and what we're going to dive into? Yes, uh, I'll start by introducing myself. This is Jenny Clark. I am an author, spiritual teacher, and activist of the underdog. Uh, my pet peeves are abuse of any kind. I come from the land of yoga. uh kandi and the himalayas osho <laughs> a little contradiction there and uh, kama sutra tantra all those religious teachings and the esoteric as a beautiful uh, history that my ancestors have my, i have written my first short story back in 2014 which was published in a magazine called one in the whole in jackson wyoming your country and uh then my first independent book was published uh in 2014 again it's called don't be afraid to love and it was published on amazon and more recently i've written a spiritual book called magic of the ancients a wisdom from the stars published in november 2021 so that's a little about me very cool yeah so uh how what inspired you to write a book um how did i get to writing yeah what Are what inspired you, you to do that 
So what was your initial, what was your first response, I guess, to that? Like, did that take you a little bit off guard that that happened to, to come to fruition like that? Or 
actually I had psychic gifts right from my childhood and I would just say things I would see people I could sense energies easily so when I see people I could tell them about their kind of their life and I I got their character immediately I could just feel people and sometimes when I would say things it would happen so my friends my sister and all that would say please don't say things if, <laughs> unless it's something good because when you say something it happens so please <laughs> <laughs> and then i just shut up after that but then when uh, i had these premonitions occurring regularly then i knew i had a gift and then i had to just follow this path so i did so uh what age do you, would you say that you first experienced this and i know you said you were a child do you remember around what age um i would say around 9 years Okay. okay. So that's and, pr- that's pretty uh, young to discover this. Yes. Um I had a temper. They called me Kali. <laughs> hey, at home, I have a um more childish moniker at home called um they call me Kali because I have this gift of that psychic ability what you call the third eye in Sanskrit we say agnya chakra. Um so I could see things and what I would say like came through so they called me Kali and my temper was very fierce like how she is I'm still called Kali by my <laughs> cousins <laughs> I don't mind I mean I embrace that <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so so when you see like a vision or you, or you have one of these dreams do you ever have one that scares you oh plenty of times and my dreams are some of them are very um cryptic they come like cryptic messages like these spirit guides want me to like those lexigrams you just put those words together and realize okay it has a message now so <laughs> that's what <laughs> my dreams are like that i've had dreams where you i've had like especially when the wrong people approach me and then i have um, people i shouldn't trust around me then i'll have lions and crocodiles in my dream and that's a message okay you're not supposed to trust now you're treading dark waters so like i i have a power animal so the yeah they kind of guide me so you had and mentioned I, oh i'm sorry go ahead and i think that we should all keep a um dreams dreams diary because we all have this process and our spirit guides and our angels usually reach out to us because they know that's the place we don't fear and that's the place they can actually communicate to us directly through dreams and sometimes they'll even come to you even before you sleep you can actually hear their voices once you tune into them so if people keep a, a, a diary of their dreams the first is, i mean the first maybe a couple of weeks or so you won't be able to understand that if you remember your dreams if you do remember them and then you write it down, write them down and you just start seeing what those dreams are trying to tell you after a couple of weeks of jotting it down you'll start seeing a pattern and you'll start seeing what the messages are they usually cryptic but you'll get what they're trying to tell you oh wow, that, that that's very interesting um i wanted i did want to ask you so you had mentioned that you feel that you're more spiritual than religious now in, in your opinion yeah. what's the difference between the two well um religious since i was i was brought up in a strict catholic upbringing religious i think has more of a structure and it's more of a organization kind of thing where you just have to follow a path no questions asked you have you have your codes and rules and stuff yeah and you don't yeah. have the you don't have the um freedom to do and make your own choices that's religion for me and a spiritualist is somebody who doesn't have doesn't have any binds and is free to process their own their faith uh, make their own choices and be able to follow their path without any kind of rules or structure and just follow your heart and you can pray to god you don't have to say those standard prayers you can pray to god and access the source uh, without any of those rituals 
No, and I, I, I totally agree. I, I am definitely more of a spiritual person than I am a religious person. That, that is for sure. Yeah. So what do you think it is that is making people kind of step back from religion and just be spiritual? I think if anything, the 2020 was another wake-up call. And we've seen, we've all heard of this uh, term awakening, ascension, words like these have been bandied about, about people who, among people who are actually interested in this. And now it's, it's not just a catchphrase anymore because everyone's awakening now. Everyone wants to know what life is all about. And 2020 was enough to shake us up. And we know that life is precious. People around us are precious. And love is the only thing that makes the world go round. <laughs> and anything else is just, is just, uh, uh, it doesn't matter. You... Totally love. You you said that being spiritual allows you to have freedoms. What what freedoms have you noticed since kind of becoming more spiritual since religious? I still go to church on Sundays. I don't say the rosary every day like I used to. I converse with God in the in whatever manner I please. I don't have to kneel to Him or bow to Him or you know, do the usual thing that is expected in a religion, religious structure, so to speak. I think God just needs a conversation, even when you are not talking to him directly, even when you're doing your mundane chores, you can still be talking to him in your mind. And that is spiritual to me. And I think uh, in Buddhism, they call it uh, mindfulness. Yeah, and that's something that I've noticed has become a very popular thing here in the U.S. is that mindfulness. Yes, it's a way of life. Religion it, it, isn't... Uh -huh. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You, you go ahead and finish what you were saying there. I think spirituality is more of a way of life than religion can be because religion is more structured and uh, doesn't give you the time to process or ask questions. Okay, so um, also, I, you know, I did want to ask you about um, when we were messaging each other back and forth, uh, there were some very interesting points that I wanted to make sure that we brought up that you had mentioned in that. Um, so could you please explain what is shadow work and the journey into the underworld? Okay. <laughs> uh, that, that one interested me. I, I wanted to know more about that when I seen that. So. <laughs> okay. Um, shadow work is we all we have you ever heard of the dark night of soul you know actually i don't know that i have could you explain that a little okay actually this was a term that was used by one of the roman catholic saints um and then later on people began to accept it as a as something that we all go through when we're having this awakening dark night of the soul is when you look back on your life and you start noticing all the patterns and traumas that shaped you into the person you are. And that's when you fight with your shadow self, all the dark parts of yourself that you didn't love. And the okay. guilt and the shame and the anger and um, the toxic relationships you have that you want to break free from that shaped you, but which you aren't as a real, as, as a, your higher self, you aren't that person. But those experiences you had in your life, those dark experiences, shape you. And it isn't love. So your shadow work helps you deal with all those experiences and bring out the best parts of you and allow the light to pour forth from you and to open you to the universe and be your best and highest self, the best, and follow your purpose, basically. Uh, and it's sometimes for some people, it's a long process. It can go on for six months, one year, two years, because you're battling those patterns. For some people, it, it can be habits. It can be addictions. That's also dark night of soul. Like in the West, when somebody is uh, going through the dark night of soul, people tend to think it is uh, because 
they are having mental problems and they want to medicate them if it, if you look at it in india we understand that you're actually healing yourself it's not a mental problem it's just something that you're healing yourself spiritually and only when you purge all those dark parts of you that you're able to become the truest part of you and you know your authentic self and then when you overcome that and that process is over you're able to reach out and help others that's the dark night of soul and that's basically the underworld journey and in shamanism there is a process where you can go into the underworld journey through meditation and uh, usually you need a, an experienced shaman if you are new to it so if you have a shaman with you you can go into the underworld and retrieve parts of the soul which you have lost like every time you have a heartbreak supposing you have you had one or two um bad relationships so every time you had a heartbreak with the first person supposing you your first crash broke your heart very badly and they cheated on you you lose one part of your soul there supposing uh, your your parent wasn't around enough and you had a um dysfunctional family you lo- lose one part of your soul there so you lose parts of your soul as you as you grow older and then something is always missing and then you go into addictions and you go into all kinds of vices so then to heal your soul if you go on the shamanic underworld journey the shaman will show you how you can go back to all those experiences heal yourself cut cords with uh, those um pe- the people the toxic people and patterns and habits that have traumatized you and then you recover bits of your soul come back into yourself and come into your true essence that is what the underworld journey is about okay so i wow. <laughs> it's very cool it's uh, got many levels to it like you got to yeah it it take a lot to process so how do you know when you're kind of experiencing this cuz i you said that there's a, a lot of people that think that they're dealing with mental illness when this is happening How can you really tell the difference between the two? If it's a mental a total breakdown of the mental uh, I mean I'm not a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist but yet if it's only when it's a total breakdown I feel of a person where they are harming others and harming the self then it's a problem then it's definitely a mental issue but even sometimes those mental issues also can be spiritual so maybe it should be a, co- a combination of both medication and the spiritual practices but i think everything is not about medication because simple things like depression can also be worked through spiritually so if we medicate we use medication for everything but actually harming the spirit body our spiritual body and um we are numbing the senses we are not allowing ourselves to feel because unless you allow yourself to feel and heal yourself your own you know by using your own methods of self healing instead of using other stimulants and um medications unless you do that you just numbing yourself and your process is not because that will keep recurring then the pain will not go away That's you know, a, that's a good point. That that is really true and I think that, you know, so much of modern medicine and things like that just want to treat things with a pill and this will make you better and you don't get that um self-examination into your own your own spirit, your own um uh, your own mind. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, over there okay. when it comes to mental illness and stuff like that, do you guys uh Are you guys quick to kind of put the medication to people or do you do you have a different way of of dealing with it cuz here in America if you have mental illness you walk oh. into a doctor and you walk out with 10 different pills to take. Oh I yeah I could go to the doctor today and I would be on medication this afternoon that they gave me if I went in and talked to them. Do you guys address mental illness the same way over there? mental illness isn't as much of a fixture as it is for uh, the best over there over here in fact uh, 
if mental um you know actually taking mental therapy is the last very last resort for us if you haven't worked within your own familial paradigm within your spiritual uh, communities if those processes haven't worked for you only then will the family and you yourself take the option of you know medical therapy or going for a psychiatric therapy that would be the very last option for us that's the last uh, but now with a lot of suicidal uh, cases among the celebrities and all a couple of things happened in 2020 which was which was like very bad over here like you may have heard of sushant singh so yes. but his was different he was bullied by his um he was an actor who was bullied by his peers also they say and then uh, he committed suicide but there's still a lot of conspiracy behind that uh so because of what happened to him now the mental illness thing has become kind of a challenge and it has more a mainstream focus now but still for us it's like a last resort only when you've worked with your spiritual side and you work within your family and your community and if you still haven't been able to process it after lots of counseling from your uh, community and your spirit, spiritual uh, leaders only then you go take this option of uh, going for therapy medical therapy okay cuz yeah see that's it's almost the exact opposite here is that we'll medicate you if that doesn't work then we'll send you to therapy if that doesn't work we'll probably lock you up in some place <laughs> until they can figure out what to do with you um now also you know I I don't want to dwell too long on this part but I actually I did want to ask why we were talking about that now um do you do you guys over there do you have the advertisements on television and radio for medication like what we do here No we don't I didn't don't. think so <laughs> What then you didn't they're think this is the way a normal country should be? <laughs> We we they're not supposed to advertise about medicine so we don't have we may, maybe we have on cosmetics and all the other stuff as usual but not not medicine not medicine We don't. Oh, no. Every medicine I, you could think of that's out there, we got an ad, advertisement for it on TV now. Here, what, so. <laughs> <laughs> what we think over here is medicines numb you and they make you into zombies. They just walk around it's like... <laughs> so you, you're not, you, you'll never process whatever you're going through mentally or emotionally. If you're going to numb your senses and walk around like that. Half dead. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I feel like the the medication is like trying to put a band-aid on something that a band-aid isn't going to work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. See. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just uh, smoke marijuana like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with my problems. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know something marijuana is still not um legalized here. I wish it were. You're either. <laughs> it it's still not legal <laughs> here either. We yeah, live in one of the states have... where it's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> I have never tried it. I wonder how it is and most of my friends from other countries have told me it's like, you know, it's the best spirit. if you are really somebody who's into the spiritual work and meditation and stuff it it can, it can be great. <laughs> I, I'm a big advocate. You, you, you come over here to America, Jenny, and we'll have a good time. All right, we'll, we'll introduce you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but back uh, to your books. Uh, how did you go about getting these published? I didn't hear you. Uh, how How did you go about getting your books uh, published? My My books are self published. So okay. I got on Amazon, and the first since the first one was accepted by them, and the second one too. I they have a lot of uh, process though for their um, um, they look at the plagiarism, and they have a lot of tools that they go through. Then you have to work on all that, and then um, the gram the editing and everything, and then after two or three processes, they'll accept it. But I mean, it worked for me the first time, so yeah. And I think it's better because you you get your royalties too. as compared with um with a publisher 
the the amounts differ so it wouldn't be as lucrative for me independent publishing works best i feel now that's it. And we, we've had a lot of guests that have done the self-publishing and, you know, it has been a great way for them to get their stuff out there um, yeah. without having to deal with publishers and all that. You know, you can just jump right over the middleman kind of and, and get your stuff out there, which is fantastic. Yeah, and, and they'll kind of try to kind of try to gag you on so many things. And the censoring and stuff. So I think it this is best for people who have who have want to say what they want to say. Yeah, without so, any gagging. <laughs> you got a couple of books on Amazon. Do you have anything that you're currently working on, trying to put out? Yeah, the the first book with I mean the first part of the series which I have just published. Um, it was the first part. So I'm working on the second part. The first one is all about, as I told you all when I introduced myself, is it's all about tarot, Kabbalah, numerology, ancient symbols, decoding lexigrams, shamanic practices, and soul retrieval, which we spoke about some time back. So I still feel that I have not written enough, even though I also spoke about universal laws. I've had some 188 universal laws that I've spoken about in my book and um, how you can work with cleansing dark energies and ascension, um, channeling angels and spirit guides, all these things. But there are some subjects that I still haven't covered. So I have a part two coming up and I'm also working on a romance fiction. That will be my first uh, fictional book and it's going to be fantasy though. So very cool. It has dragons, dragons and witches and wizards and. <laughs> cool See, that stuff. sounds like something uh, I, I would I would be into. That sounds like something I would like. <laughs> I, I, I like I would fantasy. Love, I'd love That's... for y'all to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be fantasy when you said it was romantic. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> Um, I wonder what you guys' uh, zodiac signs are, Danny uh, and Dean. I, uh, I was born September 22nd. I have no idea what I am. If you could tell me. You're a 22? I, 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 yeah. I'm a Libra. I know that. De Dean was born uh, on the 25th of September. We're both a uh, few days apart from each other. So I'm the 22nd. Dean's the 25th. 22nd. You're a master number. Wow. I'm a master number two. Master numbers come with a lot of uh, uh, karmic purpose and responsibility. <laughs> I, I would say that's me. It sounds like you too, Jenny. I'd say that's who we are. Yeah. You come with, so, and you have a lot of um, teaching and a lot of things that you can reach out to people and teach actually. Maybe things you've learned in your life too. And your purpose is to build something and um, to reach out to people with whatever you have learned in your life and to guide. That actually, master numbers come with these responses. They call soul responsibility. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look into that. that. That's something I don't know a whole lot about. Actually, what you're talking right now, I'm gonna have to look into this because it kind of sounds a little bit like me. You know. Yeah. So, so what would what what would mine be? I get mine's uh, mine September twenty fifth. What what does nothing that? good? Probably no, not. Nothing sure. good comes out of it. <laughs> Yours is karmic conflict. Yeah, uh, I knew it. Wow, <laughs> you trust uh, karmic conflict in the sense that um, it, it comes with a lot of sacrifice in um, your your life. You've you've sacrificed some for people you love. You maybe you perhaps bend backwards. Yep. When it comes to people you love, am I right? Yeah. No, you are very much correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One second. One second. If he causes conflict. He's the reason I'm... why our parents got divorced. <laughs> am I clear? Am I audible? Yeah. yeah. No, you sound great. So. 
the 25 uh, you you will have some difficulties in life but uh, you are very spiritual by nature and even if you haven't actually found your spiritual path you'll find it gradually yes okay. that if you have already found it <laughs> now now jenny dean's getting old how much longer should he wait to find the sparks though <laughs> 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 uh, I I think we shouldn't go by uh, age. The earth of it. <laughs> I don't go by age in the earthly sense. <laughs> we are timeless. Right. Our soul is timeless. <laughs> I am probably a billion years old. <laughs> yeah. But no, what you're what you're saying does describe us for sure. So yeah. as we're getting in talking about that could you explain a little bit then i guess into uh, i feel like this is a good lead-in for to explain further the power of numbers okay now um each number is single numbers numerology is divided into uh single numbers and compound numbers now if your number is say a 12 your 12 is your compound number but the single number three is your personality number. And 12 gives you a more in-depth knowledge of who you are. But 3 will be more generic. Although people with single digits, uh, born with single digits, uh, will have their own personality. But if you have a compound number, that adds depth to it. So you'll get more insight. That's what... Oh, really? uh, yeah. So both of you have uh, double digits in your birth number. And yes. um, yeah, and master numbers like 11s and 22s are master numbers. They cannot be um, um, calculated in and summed up. They have to be as it is, 11 as it is and 22 as it is. Even though 11 is um, coupled with the other two numbers and four, uh, 22 is coupled with all the four digits. But um, it is still considered master number. And they called master numbers because they come with the sole purpose, as I told you earlier. Which means you will have a lot of power, intuitive gifts, which sometimes you don't recognize if you're a master number. And uh, a lot of uh, you, may, you may have had a past life or many past lives. So all those abilities and gifts from your past lives have... Um, gathered for you in this life to work for you towards your soul purpose and you will start waking up to them gradually if you've already woken up to them you already know what those are maybe you were a musician in your past life too oh wow yeah, yeah. so you know um out of curiosity how how do these numbers i guess interact with each other because like say in our family um, we have, you know, Danny, he's a 22nd. Um, my, my dad is the 22nd. My sister is the 22nd. My niece is the 20. We have many, many, wow. all of the 22nd okay, different I months. But... <laughs> I love this subject. You know, it's my favorite subject in the world. So, okay, let me tell you now, as I told you all earlier, um, there are single digits and double digits. So if you look at four, the, uh, the single digits and double digits and four are four, 13, 22, 31. Even though 22 cannot be uh, summed up in a single, it is still part of the four family. Then you have eight. Eight is eight, 17, uh, 26. One and seven is eight. Two and six is eight. Okay, why I'm telling you about 4 and 8 is because all the 4 and 8 numbers are considered karmic numbers. And okay. they're considered kar karmic numbers because they have a lot of karma in their past lives, which they must, um, uh, you know, they, they need to work with all those karmas and neutralize it in this life. So if you owe the debt to somebody in your past life, in this life, they will be here to recover it whether it's through your relationships, bad or good. If you owe them, you have to neutralize it in this life. If not, you're collecting more debt. And it will keep increasing even in this life. Mm 
and oh. people from <laughs> yeah the people from fours and eights tend to gather together as friends and family they are soul family so you'll find a lot of people who are fours and eights uh, around you in your immediate uh, community or your family orbit so your fours are as i told you earlier 4 13 22 31 so if you have these birth dates in your family that's because you're a soul family and have been together in past lives as well you will find those numbers occurring in your circles all the time really wow that's <laughs> fascinating yeah so now you know why 22s are around you that means all of you all have some soul purpose Oh, yeah, that, that, pretty cool. <laughs> my mom so is twenty-two. So I'm twenty-two, and my wife's birthday is the twelfth. So our numbers actually connect, then, right? Uh, no, her twelve nope. oh. is a three. One, one plus two is a three. Yeah. Yeah, threes are threes 11. are very powerful. Yeah, threes are very powerful, actually. they represent the holy trinity and in hinduism and vedism they represent trimurti which is uh, the creator the destroyer and uh, those things you know, the three gods of indian gods and the yeah, trinity my, of course you know father son my wife is a, a third she was january so, third so the other day what this boils down to is i'm getting a new wife in my next life huh <laughs> 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 I'll take that as a yes, Jenny. <laughs> I don't want to ruffle any feathers. <laughs> That's all right. Our wives don't listen to us. <laughs> Two people guaranteed not to listen to this show. <laughs> they, they get to hear us all day long. Trust me, there's one thing our wives don't want any more of, and it's us. <laughs> <laughs> you are <a> funny. <laughs> so yeah, where can everybody find the books? Are they available other places than just Amazon? Don't be afraid to love is available on all platforms. It's about love and women and different kinds of relationships and um working and how you can work through your relationships. That's don't be afraid to love. but uh, and that's available on most of the platforms including google and um barnes and noble and, and anywhere on on online but uh, magic of the ancients is exclusively on amazon for now and after 3 months i will have it on other platforms as well okay very cool awesome <laughs> is there is there an audio book in the future by chance yes yes there is <laughs> so Um real quick I did want to ask real quick too then just uh, I you know we did some digging on the internet trying to do some research about you now are yes. are you the same Jenny Clark that I found the mu- music on Yes it's on SoundCloud <laughs> Yes yeah I, I listened to some of that actually earlier today <laughs> You did okay <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, so is that something that you, are you still involved in making music at all or have you just focused on writing in that now or I did a lot of um, producing and mixing beats and stuff and I worked with some underground uh, rappers uh, back about 4 or 5 years back and that still interests me and I might go back to it but for now it's writing and spirituality and covid is totally cut us off from everything I mean, how do you do any collabs now? I accept. I mean, it's <laughs> difficult to meet up with people. It is. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, and then there's the thing of when you meet up with people, they suck. <laughs> so there's always that problem, Jenny. You know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it happens, uh, we'll it. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> no, no, you gotta come. Uh, you gotta come do a track with us sometime. We'd love to work with you in the studio. You know, put out a, put out a metal song. <laughs> oh, I would love that. <laughs> I, well, I if you ever make it, this, you ever make it here to the United States, we'll get together and we'll we'll smoke some pot and we'll write a song together. Yeah, we'll do some music. <laughs> Oh, that would be great. 
<laughs> I love that. Yeah. All right. Real quick, Jenny, before we get off here with you, please let everybody know where they can follow you at. Uh, go ahead and tell them where they can buy the book one more time because they don't remember. It was a minute ago. People forget. Our guests smoke pot too. <laughs> or I mean, our listeners, sorry. You know, that's what I love about America because you're a free spirits like I am. And uh, yeah, you, you just live and let live. And you don't judge. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Um, thank you for having me on your show. And so wonderful. I feel so chilled out. And I feel like I'm talking to two friends that I've met. I mean, in many lives, maybe because we just hit it off right from the start. I feel like I know both of you now. And uh, I would love to come down sometime to your country. About the book, uh, Mag Magic of the Ancients, uh, is available on Amazon and um, on Kindle as well. Uh, you can, I can share the links with you so you can show, share it on your show. Yes, yes, please do. Yeah, send us that. We'll put it underneath of the link right here on the episode. So, And uh, you can find me on Facebook at author Jenny Clark and on um, Instagram as well, same author Jenny Clark. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it was, a, it was great having you here, Jenny. We appreciate your time so much. And you definitely do have two new friends here in America. We support you. We hope the book does great. And uh, all of our listeners, please go and buy Jenny's book. It's, it's great. Oh, yeah, we wish you all the success in the world there on, on everything that you're doing. It's some awesome things that we just really support. Thank you so much. Namaste, both of you. But all right, Jenny, you take care and we will be in contact soon. We want to keep tabs on what you're doing in life. We want to have you back in the future. Yeah, let us know when your uh, your next book is ready and we'll have you back on the show. I would love that. I love your energies, guys. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Thank Jenny. You. you have a great night. <laughs> you too. You have a great day, both of you. All right, you take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.